Welcome to the Train Tart Tales podcast. We're two travellers seeking out and sharing interesting tales during our travels around the globe and sharing them with you here. From cultural phenomena to social issues to local customs, there's no topic too big or small. We tell real-life tales about real-life people and places. The Rickshaw Artist's Tale In Bangladesh, rickshaws are mobile pieces of art that brighten up the congested city streets in a swirl of colours and stories. In this episode, we take a rickshaw ride around Bangladesh to find out why this uniquely Bangladeshi art form and the lives of its artists is in the midst of a dramatic transformation. The streets of Dhaka were awash with locals, decked out in festive red and white. The city abuzz with Bengali New Year celebrations. But even amidst all the colour and joviality, something else stood out. The rickshaws. In the world's most densely populated city, the three-wheeled rickshaws are coloured more brightly than a rainbow making these primitive people carriers impossible to ignore on the city's cripplingly congested streets. It's true, cycle rickshaws are a common sight across Asia, but in the colour and creativity stakes, Bangladesh wins hands down. It was the highly decorated tin rectangle at the back of the rickshaws that grabbed our attention most. Here, a striking key visual takes pride of place. It can be anything, from movie stars, to a fable, to an expression of religious devotion. We were swept up in the swirl of colours and stories painted onto the rickshaws and set out to find out more about the artists behind this uniquely Bangladeshi art form and why their craft is under threat. Rickshaws first came into use in Bangladesh around the 1940s when they were primarily undecorated functional vehicles. A couple of decades later, Decoration had become more common and depictions of popular movie stars' faces started to feature on rickshaw back panels. These illustrations evolved into political and patriotic messages during the independence movement of the 1970s and were sometimes used, unsuccessfully, to promote social messages. Skip forward to today and an array of different art appears on the rickshaw backboards. The theme varying according to where you are in the country. For example... In Dhaka, depictions of garishly coloured movie stars are favoured, while the illustrations on backboards in Srimangal have a more religious aesthetic. Rickshaws display snapshots of Bangladeshi life, providing a space on which to express something about popular culture or people's beliefs and aspirations. The bright colours are used not only for their eye-catching qualities, but also for their durability on the polluted city streets. But the main point of all this colourful eye candy was, and still is, to attract customers to hire the rickshaw. After much searching and multiple false leads, we arrive at a rickshaw garage in Rajshahi, a humid and dusty town in northwest Bangladesh. Outside, a few men are busy fiddling with broken bike parts and hammering pieces of metal. The owner of the garage welcomes us into the cool of his workshop. Murals adorn the walls, 
There are depictions of the familiar face of the father of the nation, Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, whose image is everywhere in Bangladesh, and of Mecca. But these paintings are mere reminders of our host's talent and craft. He actually stopped working as a rickshaw artist some 10 years ago. He was a self-taught artist and painted rickshaws for 26 years. But then the work dried up and he was forced to give up painting and take over the running of his family's rickshaw garage instead. He suggests a couple of reasons for the end to his career as a rickshaw artist. The rise in digitally printed artwork, whose price he can't compete with, and the local government in Rajshahi no longer issuing rickshaw permits. Congested streets are a problem in many Bangladeshi cities, and Rajshahi's authorities are trying to tackle this by preventing new rickshaws getting on the roads. Rickshaws often bear the brunt of the blame for Bangladesh's painfully slow-moving traffic, and many consider them a barrier to the country's development. The cluttered shelves of unused paint pots and the dilapidated rickshaw in one corner of the workshop take on a more sombre feel after we've heard the former artist's story. In fact, the whole room feels like a monument to the past, to his former career. In the verdant tea-growing town of Srimangal, in the northeast of the country, we end up at a first-floor workshop off one of the city's main streets. On the wall opposite the entrance, a melancholy black-and-white mural immediately catches our attention. It depicts victims of the famine that ravaged Bangladesh in 1974. The artists we visit tend to decorate their workspaces with artwork to please themselves. They spend their days painting what others request, but the walls of their workshops and studios reflect their personal tastes. Bulbul, whose workshop we're in, comes over and greets us with a firm handshake. He no longer paints rickshaws either, and the last time he did was 14 years ago. Bulbul explains that nowadays his trade is sign painting, and shows us the books he uses to double-check his spelling and grammar. This kind of work seems primitive for a talented artist, but signs are often still hand-painted in Bangladesh, so the work is readily available. Bulbul thinks that mass-produced artwork is to blame for the sharp downturn in demand for traditional rickshaw art. Large companies now produce backplate designs in bulk, at half the price charged by rickshaw artists. Any kind of creativity or artistic flair is quashed because the designs are standardised templates which cannot be customised. Bulbul believes that everything in his industry is headed towards digitisation and expresses hopes of setting up a digital print studio in the future. We start to wonder if there are any working artists left. Maybe we've arrived ten years too late. Crowded and smoggy Chittagong in southeast Bangladesh is the country's second largest city and home to its biggest port. There are a lot of rickshaws in this town, and many of them are adorned with a water lily illustration. The water lily being Bangladesh's national flower. It was here that we picked up the rickshaw artist trail again. Following a tip from a local friend, we arrive in a narrow covered arcade, humming with the sound of sewing machines. Despite the blazing sun outside, 
Only a small stream of sunlight trickles onto the path that runs along the middle of the arcade. On either side, there are small shops, no bigger than car garages, illuminated by fluorescent tube lights. It's in one of these that we see Bonjo painting. Bonjo's workspace is a mishmash of rickshaw parts, paint pots and brushes, and a sewing machine. The walls are daubed with streaks of different coloured paints, a testing board before he paints onto the metal plates. He trained as an artist in 1969, just before Bangladesh's independence, and has had his own shop for 35 years now. Bonjo's workload fluctuates from month to month, but when there is work, he and his son work 12-hour days, seven days a week. These days, his customers tend to request simple designs, and the pair is currently finishing off a bulk order of water lily designs for 10 brand new rickshaws. Rickshaw pullers don't tend to own their own rickshaws. Instead, fleets of rickshaws are often purchased by businessmen who will then rent them out. Artists paint directly onto the metal backplate or the rickshaw body. First, the artist will apply background colours before gradually layering up the detail on top using enamel paints. With smooth and sure brushstrokes, Bonjo's water lily illustrations start to take shape. He rests his free hand beneath his painting hand for stability and builds up shades of red, yellow and white. Next door to Bonjo's space is another workshop. In here, a jovial group of men create the applique hoods and seat covers for the rickshaws. Stacks of highly decorative plastic and vinyl line the shelves around the workshop and the floor space is cluttered with bags of trimmings and wooden rickshaw parts. Scattered in the remaining space, three or four young men work at treadle sewing machines, stitching together pieces of plastic with lightning speed. We watch as on one side of the wall the sewers work fast and furious, while on the other side the artist works slow and steady. Bonjo trained three students, but none are working as rickshaw artists anymore. There's simply not enough work for them now, he explains. A few of the rickshaw artists he knows left Bangladesh to try their luck working in the Middle East. But Bonjo's been in the game too long and prefers to stay put, despite the lack of work. Back in Dhaka, where this colourful odyssey began, we stand in front of a rickshaw workshop, a double-fronted garage with a precarious mezzanine at the back. In the main space, mechanics, artists and sewers all toil away, spilling onto the street outside. On the right-hand side of the workshop stands a brand new shiny rickshaw, complete with an acid pink movie star theme, ornately appliqued hood, metal stud detailing, floral decorative seat cover and a set of handlebar streamers for that added bit of flair. We're meeting a rickshaw artist called Yusuf, his home studio is on the same street. A little further down the lane, we push open an iron gate, stepping into a slender courtyard. It's bright and airy, the walls are painted light green, and foliage hangs from bamboo fencing overhead. Doors off either side lead into the residents' homes. It's a lively space, where children are playing and giggling. 
in a small corner opposite his front door, Yusuf has set up a workspace, housing all the tools of his trade. Easel, paints, brushes and canvases. Like the other artists we'd met, Yusuf's workspace is adorned with his own paintings, pieces of work that might not make it onto a rickshaw, but reflect his own artistic taste. Yusuf paints expressive pictures of movie stars in luminous pinks and reds, vibrant wildlife scenes and idyllic depictions of village life. We're not the first people to interview him. He's gained a little fame through appearing on some other TV interviews about his craft. His father was a renowned rickshaw artist and taught Yusuf and his six brothers how to paint from a young age. When we meet, Yusuf's young daughter, Asha, sits alongside him, watching and learning the craft. But rickshaw painting alone is not enough to sustain him and his family, so he's found another niche which provides an additional source of income and allows him to continue working as an artist. The tourist industry. Tourists are drawn like magpies to the brightly coloured rickshaw designs. So Yusuf now paints pieces onto Rexine panels, which are easily rolled up and transported home as souvenirs. He's not the only artist who's segged into tourist art. We came across a website where some of Dhaka's most renowned rickshaw artists sell their wares at premium prices. But tourism alone won't sustain this industry. Rickshaw art was created to appear on rickshaws, not on walls. And without the rickshaw as its canvas, this craft will cease to exist in its traditional form, instead morphing into some kind of curiosity. The landscape of rickshaw art is in the midst of a dramatic transformation, one which makes it unlikely it will continue in its traditional form. Artists hand-painting customised designs to appear on rickshaws for much longer. Modernisation in the form of upgrades to roads and city infrastructure aims to push rickshaws off the roads, while the digitisation and mass production of artwork is leaving traditional rickshaw artists out of work as customers lack the appetite to pay a premium for customised work. While it's possible that rickshaw art could continue in some shape or form with the help of tourism, we're left thinking that the artists behind this colourful craft are a dying breed.